Have you ever come back home from work to see the coffee you forgot to drink staring you in the face? If so, you might be having a moderately mediocre Monday. Welcome to the Moderately Mediocre Podcasts, where you have your hosts, TJ and Richard. In this podcast, we discuss a little bit of anything and everything and are absolutely unqualified to do any of it. So yeah, um, I don't know what you've brought for me today, but I guess we can start with formalities of, uh, hey, how you doing? How- I haven't seen you in like a week. It has been... Probably more than a week, to be honest. No, I went for a walk, and you Uh, came with us. Well, that doesn't count. Oh, well. Anyway, how are you doing? I'm moderately mediocre. Moderately mediocre is about all we can ask for. It is a Monday, which of course is moderately. Uh, To begin with, yeah, and daylight savings time has just kicked me in the pants. Yeah, no, I feel that. Um, So actually, between now and the last time we recorded, hey, a war has... (laughs) So about that. Um, about that. Uh, hang on. Yeah, sorry. Let's uh we can continue now. Uh-huh. <laughs> so if you like all of us have been kind of in a state of peril or what feels like doom. I hope that this podcast can give you some escapism from what's happening in the real world. And if not, fuck it. Maybe it'll give you a laugh. At least I hope we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> We've got nothing better to do. No. Anyways, um, what have you been up to this week? What have I been up to? I got a new job. That's fun. Ooh. Uh, we love a working Richard. We love a working Richard. I like that my introduction to this podcast was, uh, I'm a historian and I can't find a job. Now I've got two. Uh, <laughs> neither of them are related to history and uh, I'm still here. <laughs> well, that's honestly better than not having a job it's better than not having a job so that's good that is good as long as you're having fun am i that is only one question that one can ask oneself i don't have the answers for oneself or anyone else oh well well in my world what's new with us What's and new? by us, what's I mean me us? and my seven different personalities. What's new with you guys? That's a lot of personalities um, to keep in check. So you can understand why I'm tired. <laughs> um, no, I am doing good. I'm going back into the office with my work. So that's exhausting, but rewarding because you get to see people and talk to people's faces, which are nice. That sounds horrible. Well, sometimes. Oh. Um, sometimes. Yeah. Um, but other than that, honestly, it's been a lot. Um, yeah. The world is in an interesting place. Yeah. My stocks are down, which we all knew. Better your stocks than your socks. Yep, you're right. Don't you hate it when those ride down in your shoe and you have to pick it back out of your shoe when you're upset <laughs> because your heel is exposed to your shoe? Heathenous heel is exposed. <laughs> Um, oh, speaking of being tired, I haven't slept since. I oh, okay. I, ha- I haven't slept. Since <laughs> just silence. Since a while. Um, so yeah, uh, that's probably enough about us. 
<laughs> now for stuff that people actually come here to listen for. If you're still here. If not, uh, well, sucks to be. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're all in this together at this point. No one's in this together. Uh, who's going first? What did, What have you brought me? Do you want me to go first? You can go first. I go first. You went first last time. I, I tricked so. you into telling me what your birthday was. Exactly. So I can guarantee you I don't remember it. Exactly. It's not because I don't care. It's just because... It's really because she doesn't care. It's because of who I am as a human. Fair enough. So if you're like me, I have a lot of plants in my house. <laughs> a lot of them. And it started out with me just buying one and thinking, hmm, okay, maybe I can keep this alive. And... Every single time I go to the grocery store now, I'm like bringing home new rescues. Is that kind of the same thing as like a crazy cat lady, but instead of strays, you're bringing home plants? Absolutely. Cool. It, it, there's like a threshold and a fine line and I'm dancing on it. It's uh, between bringing home too many plants and becoming like a nature reserve. Um, I'm not sure what I am yet, but I mean, there's, still there's out. time to be both if you need. Do you have fun? Yes, you do have fun plants. I have so I'm many fun plants. I'm literally looking at them right now. Yes, they are fun plants. One's named Fran. She lost all of her leaves in a really stressful time. Um, we were, Same though. We were moving and it was cold. And she's a fiddle leaf fig. So if you know anything about plants, you know that that's a temperamental biatch, right? She's great though. I love her. Um, she actually has all of like... But seven leaves now, I think seven or eight. Oh. She's pushing out a new one. It's it's a it's a great day. So where I'm going with this is I was talking to Logan and we watered all our plants yesterday, and we we're like, when did people start bringing nature indoors? Aha. Uh-huh. It's kind of like weird to think about because ever since I was young, I had plants in my house and stuff, but like. Now we're bringing them indoors. We are bringing them indoors. So that led to a whole rabbit hole of... You seem to like... You like the rabbit holes. Or maybe the rabbit holes like you. That's where my brain thrives. In a rabbit hole. I like it. Tell me. When did plants go into the house? So, well, my header here is... Why are indoor plants a thing? Why are indoor plants a thing? Um, And it's funny because... There's not much on this. I got all my references from a nice local business somewhere that I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's small and it's from a blog.leonandgeorge.com, which is great because, you know, they have a ton of plants that they have for sale, for sale. But they did a little blog post on why, like the history, we have plants inside. Mm. And so I can't take any of the credit for like actually re- researching this. I think we should probably just come up with a disclaimer on this and just say we probably can't take credit for any of the research. Absolutely not. This is a very brief review of indoor plant history. Yeah. Um so basically what I found was that they can be traced back to ancient Egypt, India, and China and most often were found in terracotta pots, which I mean are still kind of I was going to say still are. Yeah. Except the Romans, they were a little bit bougie and they preferred marble planters. Of course they did. Um, Yeah, but I mean, when you think back to like indoor plants, you have like your ferns and your, what else? Well, there's like easy stuff, like succulents and all that other stuff. Yeah. But things that came from Japan and like Vietnamese stuff and Chinese stuff, like they have... Bonsai plants, which we have one over there. 
There's a little bonsai tree. And I thought it was right there. Right right there. Oh, yeah. Wow, yeah. The one that looks like a thick boy. The one, <laughs> the thick boy tree. I love it. Yeah. That's one of our newest ones. So the cool thing about those is that they're culturally important because the whole premise of bringing those trees indoors was so that you'd have nature inside your house. Hmm. So then I got to thinking. <laughs> Please tell me your thought process. I wish to hear. Um, why do we have plants inside? Because they look fucking nice. Is it because of the aesthetic? Yeah. But there's also some slight evidence <laughs> of having them make like have psychological effects on humans. Because it looks nice. It's, well, yeah. I mean, like the the nice like thing about having greenery in in, in homes is actually something like it's a de- it's a design tool as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But there's this thing called biophila, which is basically like the love of life. So like having... I wouldn't know. (laughs) Which I think is fitting though in this time. Because like a lot of people during the pandemic and during all of these different like life events that have been happening have like been turning to buying plants and having more indoor time so like of course yeah no, it, makes it sense. kind of seems like and if you're taking care of a plant it's not like a pet so if you're not into that step of like actually like taking care of another living breathing entity then a plant is a good stepping stone to that I mean, that's a very good way to put it i don't have any pets i don't have anyone else that i live with i just have a very big cactus and a palm tree it's the big cactus of what Something for something. No, it's a cactus. <laughs> God damn it. Okay, I gotta laugh at you. I gotta laugh out of you is what I'm trying to say. That's what I was planning on. Sure. Um, sure. So basically, it, this is actually really funny. I looked up the whole psychological effect thing. That is funny. What? <laughs> the fact that you have a big cactus? No. Never mind. Continue. What's funny? Nothing. I, I was. You said the funny thing is. Oh. Yeah. Uh, I was making fun of you. Well, that was, wasn't was funny. <laughs> anyway, please okay. tell, me, tell me what you found. <laughs> so, so there was a study done in 2015 about the psychological effects on plants, hmm. on, uh, on humans. And basically, I didn't look into this other than just what's on Wikipedia. So um, there have been some... You know evidence for the fact that people are happier with plants or they're they seem more calm with plants but there's no actual like hard case significant evidence stating that yeah and this is one of the things that <laughs> i laughed so hard about when it was like stated was <laughs> it was later stated that the benefits are contingent on features of the context in which that indoor plants are encountered and on the characteristics of people encountering them. What that that is basically just saying, uh, yeah, it's up to the the, the eye of the beholder. Absolutely, <laughs> it's completely based on whether or not if the person is a plant person, or if it's not. Thanks, studies. Right. But I mean, like you know, they 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 purify air. They look pretty. They uh, can give food. Yeah, I mean. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. So the the other thing that I should have mentioned too is that like down the historical like timeline, you have the Dark Ages and after 
I remember them well. I mean, nothing really good happened then. So most of the time people weren't actually bringing the plants in for aesthetic reasons or stuff like that. It was just more so to just feed their families. Yeah. Which makes sense. Which brings on the whole like evolution of the horticulturists. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, like a lot of herbologists and stuff existed at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, Dark ages fucking sucked. Everything smelled bad. So they had to bring in, you know, good smelling things so that it wasn't just death everywhere. Sad. Sounds familiar somehow. Weird. Do you you want to start a herbery? A herbery? (laughs) Yes. Okay. Um, Can we just start growing like shrubs? (laughs) Yes. Shrub starters, get your shrub starters. <laughs> but then the Middle Age, ages they left, and then the Renaissance happened. Everyone loves plants in the Renaissance. Everybody. Everybody. And it's like, I loved this word, orangeries. Oh! Isn't that nice? I like that. Yeah. Is it exactly what the name implies? Like, uh, yeah, it's like a, a feel of like, well, like orange stuff. Like orange trees? Yeah. Okay. Or orange affiliates. Orange affiliates. <laughs> no. What? Yeah. It's cool. I And the other thing that, um, last bit of tidbit information was that, of course, good old Christopher Columbus brought back some new discoveries of plants to Europe. And jury's still out whether or not I actually believe there are new discoveries. Because other things Ooh, were... New to Europe, maybe? New to Europe. Well... Yeah. An unfortunate note to end it on, but... I have a... <gasps> oh, yeah. Fun you've got, fact. You've got, you've got a, a... I usually do like a trivia thing yeah, or like a fun yeah. fact thing because it's fun. All right. I'm, um, ready. I'm ready. So I want you to... You probably already know this because you're super into lore and stuff, right? I don't know. Um, where does the phrase knocking on wood come from? Um, so it originated back in the Middle Ages... Uh, no, I have no idea. No? No. Yeah, no. So, I'm sure everybody knows what knocking on wood would mean. Just basically, you know, you do it if things have a tendency to go south and you want them to go well. or you, wanna... you want them to go north. Yeah. <laughs> you want you want good luck. Um, people would say like, oh yeah, let's knock on wood to make sure that this happens. It's just kind of like a superstition. Um, and it actually... Well, I don't want to say actually because take this with a grain of salt. I got this off the internet. Um, ancient pagan German cultures, uh, mm. they believed that there was protective spirits that lived within trees. Makes so that sense. knocking on wood yeah. would actually like help protect them and the spirits would help make their wishes come true. I did not know that. That's actually really neat. That's really cool. I thought it was uh, a quite interesting rabbit hole to go down. I like to see where your mind goes with these things. Oh, it went really weird, too. (laughs) Like, I'm not disclosing some of the things that I went down because there's some interesting... um, Orangeries. Ideas. Yeah, (laughs) actually, ideas about nature and humans' associations with it that I don't quite understand well i mean it gets into like philosophy and stuff and i've done my university i don't want to go back there Mm, i agree it was a bad time Mm -hmm. university was great philosophy sucked yeah that's fair i quite enjoyed sociology well that's a different thing yeah (laughs) anyways anyway thank you that was good thanks you're 
started. I haven't even started. Ah. All right. Oh, we've, we've, I we've wasn't ready. dropped a cap. Pop a cap in your ass. Pop a cap in your ass, bitch. <clears throat> uh, anyway, this has absolutely nothing to do with what my topic is. Um, so uh, it's fun that uh, you were talking about the earth because I'm talking about animals. Nice. Uh, National Geographic. <laughs> National Geographic. That's us. Ask anyone. Please don't. They will tell you lies. Um, so anyway, I'm doing animal trials today. And where your mind might go on this one is like, oh, heavens, they've painted a pig's toenails. It's not that. This is uh, putting animals on trial for crimes that they Stop. may have committed. So uh, <laughs> we're going to go with a real fun one to begin with. I brought you three today. I love that. Three very fun ones. Uh, do you want the most exciting one? The strangest one or the quickest one first? I think we should do the quickest one just to ease us in. All right. And then like leave us on a good note. So like choose whatever one's coolest. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. Uh, come with me real quick. 1750. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. France. It's a long way away. Long way away. Um... I forget the name of the city, but anyway, that's not important. Um, a donkey was put on trial. Uh, in all of the references and stuff, it was referred to as a she-ass, which made me laugh a little bit. Sh- no! <laughs> the she-ass was put on trial uh, for charges of bestiality, except that it was that like the, the farmer was banging the donkey. Um, but she got... Well, hang on, hang on. It was both. It was both. He was put on trial for bestiality, and she was also put on trial for bestiality. But <laughs> the funny one, like, this is this is a rare case where the animal actually kind of, like, comes out with the best half of this. <laughs> because uh, the priory, like, the, the, the church dude of the town and a bunch of other people came and testified that uh, she was a virtuous and well-behaved she-ass. <laughs> and they came forward and were like, yeah, no. This donkey has always been great. I don't think she's to blame. And eventually the courts were like, you know what? The donkey's not to blame. Kill the dude, though. Oh, my goodness. So they hanged the guy for bestiality. Uh, the donkey, whose name I think was like Jennifer or something like that. Aww, was like Jen. she, she was spared for being virtuous and well-behaved and a, a good creature. Um, so I love that. Well, I, I mean, I hate that. Like, the situation is just... Well, it just gets worse from here. Oh. All right. But... Did you hear me? I just buckled my seatbelt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, we're going to now go to 1386. Still in Ooh. France. Uh, a lot of these trials seem to come from France. Does that tell you something that... They like to put more animals on trial or more things happen with animals in France? Or well, they just don't it take the it blame? Wasn't, it wasn't all about stuff like that. Like, uh, this one, this one's kind of interesting. So, uh, 1386, France. Uh, the owner of, like, a little store and his wife, and I don't remember if there was anyone else involved, but um, they left, and I guess it was kind of common practice to leave, like, your child behind in a cradle by themselves to go to church or something like that. Uh, and I'm talking like, infant, for Jesus. like one year old kind of deal. Um, anyway, 
uh, a pig found its way into the house, and it uh, it gave it gave the little child a a chomp, uh, and it killed the kid. Oh my god! Yeah, not great, not great. But uh, you know, when the people came back home, they were like, "Holy shit! This pig has eaten this child. Put it on trial." So. <laughs> Oh my God. So they put the pig on trial. They brought it into a full courtroom. Um, they had like a defense attorney and all this stuff. Um, and anyway, it turned out in the end that the pig was guilty for killing the child. It. Uh, How can it defend itself? Well, it had a defendant. Like it was, it was just in court, probably squealing. Hmm. But it had like it had a defendant that was there and was like, "Hey." You guys left your door unlocked, and that child was looking pretty tasty. Maybe you should have fed your pig. Maybe you should have fed your pig. Um, there, there is actually a lot of like historical notes and stuff I was looking on at this. So this happened quite a bit, like that pigs killed children because they were kind of free wandering back in the day. Uh, so they just like if they saw an open door, they'd wander in, and if there was a child sitting there, I'd be like, "Ooh, baby, free pickings." Normally, the pig would just be killed immediately, but like I guess this had. <laughs> this uh required that's just a dog don't worry this required uh a trial for some reason anyway so the pig was found guilty uh she was dressed in human clothes uh stop she was dressed in human clothes and i read one account that said they put like a human face mask on her, oh which is my really weird God. Uh, but that's also because here, here's the most upsetting part is that first they maimed the pig as it did to the child. So like they chopped it up a bit before they hanged it. Not, not nice. Not nice. They hung a pig? They hanged the pig. So. so. I am like, you should see my face right now. Like mouth open. So confused. Yeah, no, they brought it up to the gallows. They put a rope around its neck and they hanged the pig. Um, there was a sort of interesting little like thing i don't know why it was important or why it was mentioned but uh it was 10 sous s-o-u-s sous uh which is the money uh it 10 was, cents i don't know what the like i didn't sue is cents oh okay well anyway it was 10 cents back in the day uh it was paid for the hanging <laughs> and the additional money was used to buy new gloves for the executioner stop <laughs> so so that's that one. What um, a wild world we live in. It's a very wild world. Uh, so now we're going to go to probably the most interesting one. Uh, 1474. Basel, Switzerland. Basel, B-A-S-E-L. Basel. Basel. Basel? Know. Basel? Uh, this one was a rooster. Mm. And the rooster was put on trial for the heinous and horrible crime of laying an egg. Oh my god. God. <laughs> so actually, fun fact that you mentioned that, that's because it was believed that this rooster was possessed by Satan and it had laid an egg. And they believed that a possessed rooster, which laid an egg that was then incubated by a toad, would become a cockatrice. Have, uh, you, have you ever heard uh, of a cockatrice? Uh, no. Have you heard of a basilisk? Yes. Same thing. So in, in like old legends and stuff, the basilisk is this weird creature born from an egg of a rooster incubated by a toad. Uh, it becomes this like killing thing that can kill people with either its breath or by its eyes, like just looking at it. Um, it fears the crow of a rooster, which is kind of weird, like that'll kill it immediately. And I think a weasel can also kill it, which is strange. 
But yeah, it's like this mythological thing. Whoa. So these people were like, holy shit, rooster laying an egg? Gotta be possessed by Satan. It's gonna make a cockatrice. We gonna die. Let's kill the rooster. <laughs> oh my god. So they put the rooster on trial. Um, it was uh, it was found guilty for the heinous, the terrible crime of laying an egg. Uh, and wow. This one was, uh, it was burned at the stake with its egg. <laughs> Which, Stop. I'll be honest with you, I think that the people were probably just like, kind of hungry. Yeah, maybe. When was this again? This was 1474, yeah. so a long, long time ago. But like, I wonder if they ate it afterwards or if it, well, I mean. I mean, if you ate it, when then like thinking it'd be would possessed. Would be possessed? Yeah. Probably, you're probably right on that. Yeah. Uh, but the fun fact well another fun fact about this one was that uh a research was done i forget the year it was like 2015 or something um because there had been reports of roosters laying eggs and they were like what the hell is going on here Mm -hmm. uh so they looked into it and apparently it was just a hormonal imbalance with hens that made them grow some of the like morphological features yeah like the the waddle and the the large comb um and yeah so that's probably what this was if that was even the thing. That's could have just been some asshole. That the, the the executioner was like after he burned it at the stake, he went, "Oh, I found three more eggs," and I'm like, "No, you didn't. You just wanted new gloves. You just wanted new gloves. You heard about the pig and wanted new <laughs> yeah. gloves. Yeah. But anyway, uh, there are a lot more stories of this kind of thing. Like there was one time. This one's sort of funny. Um. A group of rats were... A group. A group of rats. Like the they city, got together. The city's rats were put on trial. I'm giving quotation marks. Um, by, like, the church or something like that. Um, but the defense attorney was like, I'm sorry, Your Honor, my clients can't come to court because they're, f- like, afraid of the neighboring cats. <laughs> Stop. And they got away with it. The rat, they were like, oh, you know what? That is a good point. You know what? I guess we can't do this trial. So the rats got off scot-free. I mean, how would they (laughs) have come in to do the trial? Well, that's the thing. Normally, they'd be like, they're fleeing court summons. They are guilty as charged. But this guy was like, nope, sorry. They're afraid to come in. And he was like, if you tell all the neighborhood to put their cats inside... Then they'll show up, and all the people were like, "Yeah, no, that's not happening. We're not taking our cats inside. We're not then we have to our cats outside. Then the rats will get into everything." Oh my god! So anyway, the rats won that trial. But yeah, that's a it's, that's a very brief look into yeah it, animal trials. That's interesting, though. Like, I kind of want to discuss the fact that they hanged a pig. They yeah, they <laughs> hang, and it, I guess that's yeah, it's not hung, is it? It's hanged. No, tanked. But. Yeah, they hanged a pig for basic negligence of a human. Like, that was probably a human. So, like, at what lengths humans go to to not accept blame for things? Yeah, no, it's an interesting rabbit hole to delve down because it really does come down to that in the end. Yeah. I mean, the rooster one's a little bit different, I guess, but... Well, yeah. Most of these trials are because someone was hurt or, like, a public nuisance. Like I said, the rats... um, I feel like there was also a trial that was attempted to put on about like insects and I know that the Vatican at one point ordered the execution of all cats because like the Pope didn't like them and that actually is one of the reasons that the plague was so bad because there were no cats to kill the rats. Oh wow. Yeah so. um... That's just so wild though like just to think about like I I mean it still happens today but 
back then people were so like they they forced human emotion on different animals that likely aren't really capable of feeling the same things or like at least like having like vengeance for people like that pig was probably just hungry of course it it has no food or like you know it was look it's a wild animal yeah absolutely just wanted to to give some some chomp yeah so it's like you can't expect a wild animal to take responsibility for its actions when it actually is not like like its action was not irresponsible in terms of the pig's perspective and i think that in the end it does come down to needing something to blame basically Mm, pointing fingers exactly and that way i guess that the person would get closure rather than it being like holy moly this pig killed my son and then dealing with the hard emotion of being like i wasn't home yeah that being said back then i feel like it would be like oh no my son's been killed by a pig what will i do oh if only i had 13 more true right families were weird back then very very large but yeah no so that's uh that's that's a basic intro to some some animal trials it's interesting because i as soon as you said an animal trials i was literally <laughs> thinking of like oh so like shampoo on dogs or like those little yeah, baby yeah. rabbits that you see that are in cages and like <laughs> you're like there's mat like makeup no nah, i don't want to talk about that boring shit <laughs> but like aside from that I was looking at all of the products in our shower, and mm. most of them are just like, not tested on animals, not tested on animals. And then I looked at Luna's shampoo, and it doesn't say that. What? It's dog shampoo? I know! Of it's tested on animals. So, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was really loud, sorry. But <laughs> I just got excited. <laughs> just like, yeah, you'd think, like, oh my god, it's not tested on animals, not tested on animals, that's good. And then you'd kind of want a product for animals to be tested on animals. Yeah. Interesting. Anyways, that's where my brain goes. That's a, that's a good brain. Thanks. <laughs> it's been hard lately. It's been hard lately. No. Yeah. Okay. I uh, I really liked that. Um, yours is a lot more fun than mine, but... Yours is interesting. Mine's about plants. Yours is about people. You, like, she, she disclosed with me some of the things that she had researched otherwise. And all I'm going to say, she should have talked about those. Well, if you want to talk about those or if you want to hear them, then follow us on Patreon. (laughs) Just kidding. We don't have one yet. (laughs) We don't have one yet, but we'll get one at some point, maybe. We'll see. That's the exclusive content. That's the exclusive content. That and our OnlyFans. (laughs) (laughs) All right. This has been uh, the Moderately Mediocre Podcast. Thanks for for listening. And like always, take everything that we say with a grain of salt, do your own research, and realize that the internet is a scary place. So if you want to get to the bottom of something, make sure your sources are credible. Like none of the things that we said today. Yep. But, uh... Thanks! (laughs) Goodbye! Bye.